Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Now it's time for us to give standing 
Can you hear the Spirit calling? 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 It's our time. It's our time. Oh, oh, oh. it's our time. You all welcome. We all welcome to um, this morning's seed conference. Uh, what a blessing it is to be here. We want to thank Vicky for the wonderful ministration. Uh, what a blessing. It's, it truly is our time, you know, and I want to encourage everyone to um, call a pastor, call a friend, you know, share their link. Invite someone to come. This morning, I'm coming to share about something very important for pastors that will make your churches grow will, will bring about a significant um, um, increase in your church. It, 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 it's a powerful key that God himself used and he uses to bring about church growth and I'll go into um, deeper explanations of it. So I'll, I want you at this time before I pray, I want us to Call a pastor friend of yours, tell the person to log on to the Macarius TV channel. Send a link, you know, uh, from your Facebook to someone watching. It's going to be a blessing to the person. The person will thank you. Uh, well, I see Pastor Von Guy from Livingston watching. God bless you. Zimbabwe, all the way from Zimbabwe. I see um, Pastor Beatrice also from Uganda. I see Cool Kid Brian. I don't know who, where, where he's from you know when you send a comment it will be nice to know where you are sending it from hallelujah let us pray holy spirit we invite your presence to fill the earth we pray that you will fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of god as the waters cover the sea and through the vicarious the books that bishop dike what mills has written let pastors and ministries be blessed and strengthened. Let churches grow. Let there be an establishment of souls throughout the earth. And use these seed conferences, oh God, for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Yesterday we um, shared on prayer. You know, uh, 10 reasons why every pastor must pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow, Pastor Ampere from Ottawa. Yeah, Pastor Ampere, he is the Daguerre knows of Benin. That's how they call him, the Daguerre knows of Benin. Pastor Ampere from Ottawa. God bless you. Amen. He has this powerful crusade ministry called Jesus Heals Again campaign. <laughs> Hallelujah. David Kamara, I think from Sierra Leone. You are also watching. God bless you. Pastors from all over the world watching. Let us jump straight into the word. Twelve reasons why pastors must visit their sheep. 12 reasons why every pastor must visit. 12 reasons why every pastor must visit. You know, visitation, if you're a pastor, visitation is probably your only way of showing people that you care about them. You know, 
visitation is the only way that you can connect with your sheep and let them know that you are not only interested in their coming to church, but you are also interested in relating with them. Steve from Malta, all the way from Malta, you're also watching God bless you. Ah, the Italians who were watching last week, they haven't seen you again. I want to have a miss all Italians from Florence and from all the other cities in Italy. So all Italians, I'm waiting for you to come online today as well. Hallelujah. Your participation was a great blessing the other day. 12 reasons why pastors must visit their sheep. Jeremiah 23 verse 2. Jeremiah 23 2. Let's all turn in our Bible to Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 2. He said, Therefore, thus said the Lord God of Israel against the pastors. Against the pastors. Against the pastors. You can see that even when Jesus came, he seemed to have a lot of problems against the Pharisees who were like the pastors of the day. He said, therefore, thus said the Lord God of Israel, again, the pastors that feed my people. You see, you should understand that God is a fair God. God is a just God. He didn't say the pastors were doing nothing. He acknowledged the fact that they were feeding the sheep. He acknowledged the fact that they were preaching to the people. They were teaching them the word of God. He acknowledged what they were doing. He said, who feed the sheep? He said, I have something against the pastors. Who are feeding the sheep? The also again, the preachers and the teachers who are preaching and teaching. What was his problem with them? He said, they have scattered the sheep and driven them away. And they have not, what? Visited them. They have not visited them. Then he said, because you will not visit, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings. You know, God is a master visitor. A while ago, I was reading a book by a pastor called Che An. Very powerful. It is one of the Powerful books on the Holy Spirit I've ever read by a pastor in California called Che An. And the title of the book is Hosting the Holy Spirit, Moving from Visitation to Habitation. Long ago, I read it in 2001. Very powerful book that helps you to relate with and engage the Holy Spirit. One of the things he said was that, you see, sometimes when we pray for revival and for God to come, we should not pray that prayer. It can be a very dangerous prayer for you because sometimes when God comes, he, he visits you with judgment. <laughs> yeah. So as you are praying that God should come, God should visit, Holy Spirit come, Holy Spirit visit. Look, it is not every visit that will turn out well for you. So here we see again that God said, because you have not visited the sheep, I'm against you and I will also visit upon you evil. Pastors who don't visit are visited with evil. According to Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 2. That when you don't visit your sheep, you will be visited with evil. Says the Lord. <laughs> this is what God is saying. That pastors who don't visit, he will visit them with evil. Pastors who don't visit, he will visit them with evil. Pastors who don't visit, he will visit them with evil. Pastors who don't visit, he will visit upon them the evil of their doing. You see, when you don't do visitation, you are doing evil. Everybody is doing something. When you don't do visitation, you are doing evil, says the Lord. Amen. Number one, reasons why every sheep must be visited is because, and I'm teaching again from Bishop Dagwood Nelson's book, Transform Your Pastoral Ministry. And this book will take your 
uh, pastoral ministry to an easy high height. You see, let me say something at this point that I've seen that there are two um, ways of doing ministry. The easy way and the hard way. Oh, cool kids from Ghana. You are welcome. Hallelujah. Kenso Ingash. Wow. Where are you from? Pastor Abhishek from India. God bless you. Samok Babite from Ghana. Pastor Kennedy from Istanbul, Turkey. Wow. Reverend Kwame Ewuku from Ghana. Pastor Raymond from Freetown. Everyone watching from everywhere. I see more people online. Let us know where you are coming from so that we can welcome you onto the um, seed conference. Hallelujah. Oh, Kenzo Ingash is from Italy. Italy. Waving to all my Italian. (laughs) I hear more Italians are coming. Number one, every member needs a visit. You see, you should understand that the nature of a sheep is that he it's a difficult call for a sheep to request for a visit a sheep, a sheep cannot tell the shepherd come and visit me yeah you see but the shepherd should recognize see, it's the duty of the shepherd to recognize the need for a visit okay. paul said i long to see you you see when when you go on visitation you see the sheep yeah mm-hmm. i long to see you as this pandemic rages on and we don't know when exactly is going to be lifted many pastors are telling their sheep oh i've missed you i've missed the physical congregation i miss giving you a hug i mean and the, the sheep are saying in their mind that you miss our offerings you miss our tithe you miss our income you miss the money we used to give in church that that's what you really miss but not us because when you could visit us you didn't visit us yeah it is so we so we pastors have to rise up to prove to their sheep that it is not what they have that we want it is them that we want and the only way to do that is through going to where they are going through visitation to where visit them to minister the love of god to them for god so loved the world that he sent his only son to visit the earth he loved us he was in heaven god had no needs but he sent his only begotten son to visit the earth. You see, what you should understand is that visitation brings a profound permanent change in the life of your member. Paul said, I long to see you or I long to visit you so that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end or for the purpose or with the result that you may be established. Church members are established through visitation. Church members are established in the church through visitation. Hallelujah. The way to move a member into an established member or a non-committed member to, into a committed member is through visiting the person in their house wow. or in their workplace yes. so that you can minister to them and impart onto them and show them some love so that they will be established. Hallelujah. Every member needs, needs a visit. It to ensure that establishment. I don't know. I don't think time will let us go into it. But there are two kinds of visits that Bishop died. He was no stitches in this book. The unexpected visit, where the sheep is at home, and you just visit him and see his P 
practical, real, everyday living conditions. Yes. And then the expected visit, where you tell the sheep, I'm coming on this day at this time. The benefit of this second kind of visit is that it allows the church members to show you and to show off their best. Because the sheep, the church members are happy when they are visited. So they like to host their pastor well, care for him well, serve him well. And it makes them happy and feel that, and feel that they've been a blessing to their pastor. And so every pastor must also do these two kinds of visits. Amen. Amen. One, one day I went to visit a sheep. And when she saw me at the door, she said, no, you cannot enter my house. I said, why can't I enter your house? She said, pastor, the state of the room, you shouldn't see it. The bed is not dressed. Then she began to describe the room. When she described the room, I, I agreed with her that I, that I shouldn't enter. If I enter, she may even leave the church in embarrassment. <laughs> so I said, okay. She said, come again another time when I've organized the room. You see, but what it ended up doing was that as she's going to get married, I'm able to tell the husband that, look, the person you are going to marry, know beforehand she will not tidy the room. Yes. So that unexpected visit helped me to know the person better. It didn't, it didn't make me love the person less or like the person less. It just made me know what I was dealing with. The expected visit also make the sheep prepare for you well. They have a nicer time of fellowship. You could see how Jesus' unannounced visit to the house of Mary and Martha made Jesus know at the end that Mary doesn't like to cook and do domestic chores. She said, she's a pastor. She's a lady pastor. She doesn't do anything at home. Yes. Martha is not a lady pastor, but she's cooking and cleaning. And most men would like to marry Martha. Point number two. Every church member deserves a visit. That's right. You see, for me, I want to say something that um, my policy in visitation is that if every Sunday the people come to visit you in your church, then the people also deserve that you also should leave your church and go and visit them where they live to come to your church from. If they are coming to your church, which is like where you are, your workplace, then definitely what what they have sown, they also should reap it. Yes. They have sown into you leaving their house to come to your work and where you are. They must also reap you leaving your church and where you are to also go to where they also are. They deserve it. It is not a privilege or a duty. They deserve it. They deserve you to also leave where you are and come and see them where they are. Every church member deserves a visit. Number three. Every church member expects a visit. Pastor Enoch, Apostle Enoch from Cameroon is also on soon to be pastor Phyllis Pabite is also watching from somewhere all over the world people watching hallelujah you are all welcome to the seed conference number three every church member is expecting a visit and the bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off they are expecting their pastor to come and visit them as I say oh it's so good to see you how has your week been? 
Are you okay? Are you all right? Everything okay? Everything all right? Look, you must also go and visit them and show them you love. You see, you should understand that God is the number one visitor. When he visited Abraham, he found out that Abraham practically didn't have a child. And that Abraham's wife is a liar. He saw it on visitation. He didn't know that Abraham's wife was argumentative and she would never accept the truth even when three angels are speaking to her. God found all that out on visitation. (laughs) He saw that Abraham was a very hospitable person. Very spiritual. When he saw that, he bowed down to them. He said, no, let me host you in my house if I found favor with you. He went there, sat with Abraham, prophesied a child into his life, heard his wife laughing. She didn't believe in anything spiritual. Heard her laughing in the kitchen. And he said, ah, why did your wife lie? She said, me lie. I swear to God I didn't lie. Said, ah, but we heard you laughing. She said, no. And God had to overlook her lie and so minister to Abraham for Abraham's sake. Otherwise, they would not have minded Sarah. You see, when Sarah argued for, for the third time, the Bible said, and the angels got up and left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you go on visitation, that is when you will discover a lot of things about your members. Sure. Amen. Amen. That will help you to minister to them better. Amen. Amen. Number four. Wow. Lady Pastor Elizabeth from Cameroon, watching. God bless you. Number four. The more visits a sheep has, the healthier it will be. You see, pastor, what you should understand is that the church is like a clinic and the pastor is like a doctor. You know, in the natural world, the more you visit the hospital for checkups and, you know, for medical reviews, the healthier you will be because some sicknesses and ailments, if it is discovered early enough, it can be treated and it will not escalate further down and kill you. In the same way, the more you visit your sheep, the more you go to where they are, the healthier they will be because you will be noticing a lot of things frequently and you'll be solving them and things will not degenerate. I remember a couple I know and they had a beautiful wedding, beautiful couple, spiritual, everything. And you know, as their marriage deteriorated, I realized that the only reason why their marriage was deteriorating was because they were far from the shepherd. And so things would get very bad before they would be brought back in line. So with time, it couldn't be sustained. So the more you visit your members, the more you go to where they are, the faster you will diagnose issues and solve them, and you will save their lives and their marriages. Amen. 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 Jennifer Israel from Florence. Aha! How are you today? You are welcome. Bryce Gio is also on today. I've maybe we should plan a trip for me to come to Florence, Italy. Number five. (laughs) Hallelujah. Everybody watching, you should plan a trip to Florence, Italy before you die. Number five. A visit makes a sheep a permanent church member. A visit makes a sheep a permanent church member. John 3.16. A visit makes a sheep a permanent church member. John 3.16. Let's all, it's a popular verse, but I want us to read it together this morning. John 3.16. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, he sent his son to come and visit the world, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But look at verse 17. He said, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be. See, God sent his son on visitation. What was the purpose? What's not to condemn the world, but to save the world. You see, what you should understand is that as soon as you do visitation, you start creating permanent church members. Because in their mind, they even know that the shepherd knows where to find me. The shepherd knows where I am. The shepherd knows where to locate me. The shepherd knows my exact geographical location. You cannot get lost. Understand God. God was in heaven. No one was coming there. Even those in the Old Testament, the Old Testament saints who died, no one went to heaven. David, Solomon, Elijah, Elisha, they were all not in heaven. Why? Because God had not done visitation. How, how do I know? Very simple. The Bible says in the book of Luke that when Jesus died and went to hell, the saints were seen in the streets of Jerusalem. They were not in heaven. They were not in heaven. Because God had not done visitation yet. Without visitation, you will have permanent church members. When Jesus went to hell and took the keys of hell, then he liberated. The Bible said that, and when he descended into hell, he led captivity captive. <laughs> Those who had been who had been held captive, the Old Testament saints who had been held captive. Why do the Bible say that Christ preached the gospel? Preach the gospel in hell, so that the saints who believe in him will now be saved, and then he'll take them to heaven with him. That is why they were seen in the streets of Jerusalem. Because they were not in heaven. It is appointed unto man once to die. You can't die twice. They were not there because God had not done visitation. As soon as Jesus finished his visitation and went up, then to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Your visitation will now bring you permanent church members. Without visitation, those who are even yours will not be permanent. They will be yours, but they will not be in your church. Hmm. Where am I? Number six. Number six. Where are we now? Jackson Lange from Kinshasa, DRC. You are blessed. Thank you for watching. Justice from DRC. Henry Kaka, I remember you from somewhere. Where are you from? Chapu Prosper Che. Let us know where you are checking in, logging in from. God expects every pastor to visit the sheep. Jeremiah 23, 2. We read it. God said, you have not visited the sheep. I will visit upon you the evil. See, God sees a non-visiting pastor as an evil pastor. When you don't visit, God sees you as evil. You'll be shocked. I was talking to a pastor and he told me that when I'm teaching on visitation, it shocks him because when he was being trained in ministry, his Spiritual father told him, never do visitation. Never do visitation. He said, that's how he was taught in his pastoral training. Never do visitation. And with, with an explanation, he said, his spiritual father told him, when you do visitation, it does not make the sheep respect you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He said, 
My spiritual father told me, never do visit, never visit your sheep. They will not respect you. I said, ah, that is a false doctrine. False doctrine. Not everything that every father says is true. False doctrine. I said, no. Read your Bible. What, what, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that I'm against the shepherds who have not visited their sheep. Anyway, by the way, by the way, by the way, before we continue, tomorrow, 14th May, is a great day. It's a great day. Tomorrow is the birthday of God's general, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Make sure, make sure you tune in here. We will be having a celebration, you know, of one of God's generals. Since Adam was created, we'll be having, we'll be celebrating him, celebrating the life and ministry of one of God's generals. Amen. Tomorrow I'll present a book to you. It's not here today. It's a living history. Amen. Powerful. Make sure you are here to be part of this um, wonderful occasion. So, in your own case as well, when you visit your members, they'll become permanent. Number seven, every sheep needs a repeated visit from the same pastor. And number eight, Every sheep needs a repeated visit from a different pastor. Okay. You see, what one pastor will see will be different from what another pastor will see. That is why in the hospital sometimes they, they say that go for a second opinion. Go and see another doctor. He may see something that I have missed. Because for example, like this lady I went to visit and she said don't, ent- don't enter my room. She needs a repeated, like another visit where I was like, oh, she, I mean, even though she's very untidy, she also knows how to cook very well. Then I'll tell her husband that, oh, she's very good. Because you see, another pastor may go there, but that pastor may also be very untidy and may not notice that the room is untidy. (laughs) Look, I'm telling you from experience, you know, I have two wonderful daughters I work with and they are opposites in everything, in their temperament, opposite. One is very clean, extremely clean and very melancholic. The other is extremely unmelancholic. You let them just put it that way. <laughs> and they were very close friends, so they used to visit each other and one day the one who is very neat went to visit the one who is very not neat. She said, when I opened her door and I entered, I had to stand at the door for about 20 seconds to look around the room to make sure that I am in a room that a human being lives in because everywhere was everywhere. The bed was on the roof. The roof was on the floor. The clothes were on the floor. The shoes were in the wardrobe. I mean, everywhere is everything. Hey, she said she had to stand for 20 seconds like to mentally adjust to the room i tell you everything was everywhere every everything everywhere every bed on ceiling every ceiling on the wall you cannot even imagine it she she said i have never seen anything like that before so the next time the very unmeet person went to now visit the very neat person. Okay. Now, this is also her testimony. She said, when I entered her room, 
bed sheet, white. Pillowcase, white. Bed, dressed. No crease on the bed. So it was time to sleep. She said she lay down on the bed. The bed was neat. She said, Pastor, I couldn't sleep. I was struggling to sleep. The bed was all. So I got up from the bed, pulled the bed sheets, made the bed untidy. I lay down and I slept. Wow. <laughs> this is a truth. Look, I, I told you that all my stories are true. You see, so such people, you need different people to visit them so that the different people will notice different things. Because if this non-need girl goes to visit this lady and talk about when she entered the room where everyone everyone said, aha, this is how a room should be. But another person will come and say, no, no. this is not normal. You see, so dear pastor, visit your sheep, but then train other people to also visit them. So that the thing that you miss, they will see and they will correct. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> Number eight. Number eight. Are you there? You are yes. teaching, Bishop. Every past, every sheep needs visits from other pastors and shepherds. Okay. Number nine. The sin of neglect is the failure to visit. You see, and God, see, if you read the Bible, it looks like God is more angry with sins of neglect and sins of omission. A few days ago, Bishop Dad was leading us on praying about sins of omission. Things we don't do. And really, if you read the Bible, Matthew 25, Jesus seemed to be sending people to hell because of things they have not done. Not because of things they've done. He said, I was sick, you didn't visit me. I was hungry, you didn't feed me. I was naked, you didn't clothe me. I was in prison, you didn't visit me. Depart from me. Amen. When you don't visit, it is, it is the sin of omission. Thing that you have not done. And, and God said, he classifies it as an evil act. In this pandemic, how can you visit? You can visit by doing a video call. You see, when you visit someone, you see the person. So when it's time for visitation and you cannot visit physically, you can visit by a video call. See, use technology to visit. Amen. And you find your ministry changing and going higher in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Yes. Beautiful. Number 10. Totally neglecting the sheep is the sin of abandonment. Wow. You can't abandon your sheep. You see, every shepherd knows that the sheep is my prosperity. The sheep is my money. So the more sheep I have, the richer I am. Spiritually too, it is the same. The Bible says that the glory of the king, the beauty of the king, the increase of the king, the power of the king is in the multitude of the people. And the Bible says that we the people are the sheep of God's pasture. So when you abandon your sheep, it is that you are abandoning your money or abandoning your riches or abandoning what God has given to you. And you cannot abandon what God has given to you. And God calls it the sin of neglect. Hallelujah. Amen. I see you visiting your sheep and not neglecting them. Amen. Number 10. Number 11. Many of the sheep will fall away if you don't visit them. Without visitation, many sheep will fall away. 
Janiel sings. So good to see you. Missed you yesterday. Janiel, we really missed you yesterday. Thank you for coming on. Raphael O'Daniel, where are you from? Please let us know. Amen. Many of the sheep will fall away without visitation. Mercy. Whenever I'm transferred to a church or whenever I have the chance to do the work of God afresh, the first thing I do is to set up a visitation schedule to start visiting everybody everywhere. Every visiting. Every visiting everywhere. Every visiting. Because that is what establishes the members and prevents you from abandoning them. And everybody, whatever you do is a seed. So when you visit your sheep, it is a seed of establishment you've sown into their lives and you will reap it. Amen. 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 Number 12. The church will not grow without visitation. Mm. Hallelujah. Because the truth is, the more people you can establish, the more your church will grow. Very simple. So, the more visitation you do, the more your church will grow because visitation leads to establishment. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 34, verse 4. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 4. Let's all read it together. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 4. The diseased have you not strengthened. Neither have you healed that which was sick. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven. Neither have you sought that which was lost. But with force and cruelty. Have you ruled that? You see, God is showing us what happens when you visit. Number one, the disease is strengthened. Number two, the people are healed. Number three, their wounds are bound up. Number four, the broken are restored. Number five, those who are lost, you have brought again. Hallelujah. Those who were lost, you brought them back. You see, you should understand that Whenever your sheep leave church or whenever your church service comes to an end, your sheep now go into the world where the devil is. So your ability to engage them, to engage your sheep in the midst of the evil and the darkness and their exposure to the devil is what is going to guarantee that they will be preserved. So the less visits you do, the more you expose your sheep to destruction. Hallelujah. Well, like I said, Tomorrow is the birthday of Bishop Dag. He would not be celebrating it here. Amen. I want you to like this page, share it, call somebody. We'll be closing soon. Call somebody to join this visitation. Now, at this time, I want us to go into eight guidelines for fruitful visitation. Eight guidelines for fruitful visitation. Christelle from Florence, you are welcome. Harry, God bless you also for being part call other people to join. We are, we are now moving into practical visitation. How do I do visitation? How do I succeed in visitation? How, what can I do for my visits to become impactful and to have an impact on those I visit? Amen. Amen. Because you see, anything you do, you can do it as a joker. You can do it as a as a game, like drama. Or you can be successful in, it. in everything in the world. There are successful and unsuccessful people at it. In the management of the coronavirus, people that are succeeding 
I read last week or so that, or last two weeks, that New Zealand had been able to bring their cases to zero. Wow. And they said they had eradicated, what was the name of the sickness? Coronavirus. The coronavirus from their country. Like they finished it. It's gone. Another country, a month ago, they had 566 cases. Depending on how the leaders are, a month later, as New Zealand has reduced their cases to zero, they have been able to um, manage their cases to go up to 5,170. Yes! As New Zealand has done something, everybody is doing something. Everybody is doing something. But New Zealand, there are something they are doing had brought their cases to zero. Another country whose name begins with a letter in the first 12 letters of the alphabet have also done something. But what they have done has brought up their cases from 566 to times 10. 5,100. Yeah, so everybody is doing something. But what is the result of what we are doing? By their fruit, you shall know them. By their fruit, you shall know them. But I don't know. Uh, let me continue with my preaching. Phyllis, should I not continue with my preaching? Oh, continue. Phyllis, I should continue, isn't it? Okay. Number one. So in visitation as well, some people accomplish much with their visitation. Others also visit, but don't, if they accomplish something negative. By the time they are living there, even fornicated with the person they went to strengthen. God forbid. Say, say God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> Number one, as you are going on visitation, this must be your mind. This must be your guideline. Number one, every visit must accomplish something. Accomplish means that a positive result, a useful result, a good result must come out of the visit. So as you are going, you must have your mind that what am I going to achieve on this visit? It will guide you. For without a vision, the people perish. Number two, every visit must begin with a relaxing social segment. You see, the Bible says that when the prophet Samuel went to Jezreel, the elders of the city trembled when they heard him coming and they were to ask him, please, do you come in peace? You see, when a prophet or a pastor is visiting you, there's a certain fear that the sheep have. Have I done something wrong? Has he seen something about me? As he's coming here, will everything be okay? Is he angry with me and wants to talk to me in secret? You see, the Bible says that the elders trembled when they heard that Samuel was coming. Meanwhile, Samuel was a gentle prophet. If you are trembling when Samuel is coming, what will you do if Elisha hey. is coming to your house. Hey. If Samuel is making you tremble, then Elisha, what will you do? Hey. <laughs> as for Samuel, he was anointing people as giving unbelievers who don't believe in God. Right? You see them as, ah, he's a good guy. <laughs> if they are trembling and Samuel's coming, what about Elisha? What will you do? Will you run away from the house? <laughs> you should understand that you need to relax your member that as you've come, there's no problem. So how are you? How is 
the house, how is your work, is everything okay? If you see something nice in their house, you can talk about it. Oh, no, this is a very nice thing. This, that, that, oh, really? Yeah, I got it. And they, they will be happy to talk about their house. You see their children. You call their children. You play with their children. What's your name? What school do you go to? If you know they have children, you can go with some toffees in your pocket to just give to the children to relax that or sort of communicate that I have come in peace. Yes. That everything is okay. There's no problem. I just get to visit you, find out how you are doing. You are the children. So there are even times when you may even need to chat with the children for about five minutes. How are you? How is school? Is your teacher beating you? Just chat with the children to relax the whole environment and to reduce the tensions. Amen. Amen. Number three, pastors must remember that shepherding visits are not social outings. You cannot go and watch Manchester United versus Chelsea on visitation. You cannot go and watch a Telenova on visitation. It is not a social outing. Even if there is food served, because it's an expected visit, it is not a dinner. Yes. You should have that in mind. So what I do is, Every time I go on visitation, if the television is on, the first thing I say is, can you please turn the TV off? It's the first thing I say, can you please turn the TV off? And most people understand that the TV will be a distraction. I mean, imagine you've gone on visitation. Dear pastor, you've gone to visit a sister. Mm -hmm. And as you go, you don't say turn the visitation off, turn the television off. Mm -hmm. They are showing a telenova. Soon, as you are alone with the sister, you see that they are, they are kissing. Hey! You see that attention will come into the room, which is unnecessary. Unnecessary. Yes. They are kissing. Or you go and visit their brother. They are showing Manchester United versus Chelsea. Chelsea is winning 8 0. You, the pastor, you, are on, you support Chelsea, and your ship you go to visit. Supports no 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 Chelsea versus Liverpool Bishop Saki greetings in Jesus' name. Chelsea eight, Liverpool one on visitation. Now you the pastor, you you support Chelsea. The ship supports Liverpool. Suddenly, on the visitation, you find out that you are quarreling seriously with your ship. Because it's Chelsea 8, Liverpool 1. Soon you are insulting your ship. Your ship is also insulting you back. Because of the soccer on the TV. You people, you lost the... Now your ship is calling you, you, you people. <laughs> yes, because for only the reason that you didn't turn the TV off. Yes. When I go visiting, the first thing I do, I turn the TV off. Turn the TV off. Can you please turn the TV off? And I've never met anyone say, oh no, I was watching. No. Everybody understand that the TV will be a distraction. Yes. It will save you from so many problems. And as soon as the TV goes off, you will notice that a spiritual atmosphere descends. The TV robs you of a spiritual environment in which to minister. Amen. Amen. Yes, there might be a spiritual impact. Mm. Number five, 
every pastoral visit must include the ministering of the word. Okay. You see, so as you are on visitation, look for opportunities to start preaching. Yes. I mean, when God went to visit Abraham, he said, you shall be a father of prophesies. You shall be a father of many nations. He blessed them. When God went to visit Cain and Abel, he said, look, a lot of the teachings we have in the Bible came from visitations. The whole of 1 Corinthians came from, a, from visitation. It is reported commonly amongst you. It was from visitation from the household of Chloe. They reported what was going on to Paul. They went to visit Paul and on visitation, Paul said, oh, so how is the church? And they said, oh, look, there's fornication going on such as must not even be named among unbelievers that a man must have his father's wife. Paul, can you believe it? Paul said, Kai, God forbid. They said, no, 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 God didn't forbid this one, Paul. I'm telling you it's happening. Yes. Always find a way to interject the word of God and bring it into the equation. Hallelujah. It's going to make your visits more powerful and impactful. Amen. Amen. Next. A visit must, or a visit becomes effective when the power of God is released through prayer. Look, never end a visit without. Look, as soon as you don't pray and you visit, your visit was a social outing. Prayer is the exclamation mark on every visitation that you do. Prayer is the exclamation mark. Without praying at the end, it was a social visit. Which has not, which maybe has made the pastor your friend, but, but not your shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. Didn't Jesus pray for his disciples at the end? When Jesus came, is that not how, how we now have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? The word of God was enhanced. The word of God was spread. The word of God became more intense Hallelujah. from the visit of Jesus. Mm. Look at what happened in the visit of Jesus and know what to do. Amen. Amen. When you call your sheep mm. and you are visiting them, there must always be a prayer segment. Amen. As soon as you say, okay, so thank you for calling. Uh, thank you, I mean, I'm so happy I called. Oh, thank you, pastor, for calling. I said, oh, yes. Let us pray as we end and don't wait for an answer. As I say, let us pray as we end. Then you start, Father, in the... they'll be so happy. Wow. Yes, they'll be so Practical. Everybody likes a prayer. Wow. Everybody enjoys to be prayed for. Wow. The sheep love prayer. Mm. Yes, and it is prayer that also establishes your authority over them. Hallelujah. No prayer, no authority. Mm. No prayer, no authority. Mm. No prayer, no authority. Prayer is the sign of your authority over them. That see, the Bible says that, and of a truth, the less is blessed of the better. Wow. Yes, your prayer for them and your blessing them in prayer is what establishes your authority over them. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Eight. A visit must have a powerful, lasting impact. John 1, 11 and twelve. He said he came to all. He came to visit his own, but as many as received him, because. Because sometimes when you go on visitation, you will not be received well. Ah, okay. hmm. I have been on visitation before several, well, not several, but a few times, and I wasn't received well. <laughs> there was no lasting impact. Hmm. You will even be asked, so what, so what are you doing here? So why have you come? 
Why, why have you come? So I came to visit you. And the response is, but there's no problem here. Oh, I didn't come because there was a problem. I just came to see if everything is okay. Everything is okay. Oh. <laughs> and then at that point, I said, okay, so we thank God for your life and we bless God that everything is okay with you. We thank God that he's keeping you. God bless you. <laughs> we should add it to the adventures of Brother Steve. He said, but as many as received him, that if you are received, to them, give them the power to become the sons of God. When you go on visitation and you do it well, the people will become your sons and your daughters. Oh, yes, as many as received him, to them, he gave the power to become the sons of God. When you are received, it's a sign that they believe in you. And as soon as they believe in you, they will receive the power to become something that they are not. Ten rules for visitation. Dear, dear pastors, and all that I'm saying, you should apply it when you also call your members on the video calls. The video calls are your pandemic visitations. I'll say that again. Pandemic visitation is video call on WhatsApp, Zoom, Telegram, um, all the different channels, Viber. Once you can see the person and talk to the person, that is pandemic visitation. PV. Say PV. PV. Pandemic visitation. WhatsApp video call, Zoom video call meeting, Geo call, Google call, Telegram call, every call. Say every call. Every call. Hallelujah. Amen. Dodgy Bomb Bonnie from Italy, you are also welcome. Abhishek, you are blessed. Ten rules for visitation. But before we do the ten rules for visitation, I want you to plant a seed. Look, all my Italian folks, you can plant a seed this morning of one euro, two euros, five Ghana cities, ten Ghana cities, anything. Want to plant a seed to encourage the word of God that is being preached. Um, in Italy, you can pay by PayPal directly into the Macarius office at gmail.com PayPal account or by World Remit. Look, everybody knows how to send money to somebody. If you are in Ghana, you can pay by MTN mobile money. Someone Kabite, I'm expecting your offering soon. 0242919494. Every planting, every planting. Hallelujah. Every call. Bryce Jill, I'm expecting your PayPal offering now in the name of Jesus. All my Italian seed conference participants. Hallelujah. World remit. Plant a seed now. One one euro, two euros, five euros, one Ghana city, ten Ghana cities, five Ghana cities, anything. Plant a seed in the name of Jesus Amen. to encourage us to Samira. Oh, pandemic visitation, Samira. I'll pandemic visit you today in the name of Jesus. But I'm expecting you to send your mobile money, your MTN mobile money. Felix, Pastor Felix, God bless you for watching. Every given, every given. Augustine Kamara, please, are you from Sierra Leone? Let us know to encourage us. Every given by mobile money, it's on your screen. Um, take a picture of it so that in case the networks are choked, you can give later on. It will be a blessing in the name of Jesus. Jennifer Israel, ah, send your offering. Five euros by PayPal. Jennifer, God bless you 
I should give all over the world giving, all over the world giving. Just to support the ministry and the word, everything going on. Ten rules for visitation. Number one, a pastor must never refuse a visit for, a request for a visit. Never. Look, can't you see, think, think about it. Can't you see that people that Jesus has visited, like they say, Jesus appeared to me in my dream. Jesus appeared to me in my room. Can't you see that sad people, they never backslide? Yes. You think about it. It's true. Even not Christ, but an angel visited me in my room. They never, like, it is just that one visit produces a permanent, they even become pastors. It's true. They even become pastors. It's true. Just one visit from Jesus, even in their dream, is so profound mm. that it brings a lasting permanent change. Dear pastor, your visit, the, the Bible says that, and we are like Christ. Your visit to your member's house will also produce a permanent, radical, established member. Never refuse the request for a visit. Ah! Pastor Stephen from Malta. Every Euros. Yes, in Jesus' name. You must... Acts chapter 16, verse 9. Acts chapter 16, verse 9. Oh! Augustine Kamara from the Gambia, rather, from the Gambia. God bless you. Nangadev. A little Wolof I know from Gambia. Some of you think I'm a local star and I've never traveled before. I won't mind you at all. <laughs> Acts 69. And there's to the man of Macedonia and prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. Come over into Macedonia and help us. Verse 10. Quickly, please. Verse 10. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go. Immediately we endeavored to go. Immediately we endeavored to go. Assuredly gathering and believing that the Lord had called us to go to Macedonia. Look, as soon as... Let me tell you something. Maybe you are, you are not experienced. Not everybody wants you to visit them. When Jesus cast out the demons from the man of the gatherings. He wanted to visit them in Gadara. The people said, no, do not enter our city. (laughs) Yes. If Jesus could be refused entry, what about you? The servant is not greater than his master. Anybody who invites you, asks you to visit them. See that God should assuredly gather like Paul, that God has sent you to go and visit them. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two. Every pastor must discern the unspoken request for a visit. Like I said, sometimes it is presumptuous, almost, for a sheep to say, Pastor, come and visit me. Some, some sheep are bold and will say it. Pastor, please come and visit me or when are you coming to visit? But most sheep are timid. Sheep are naturally timid animals. They will not say, but you understand that they want you to come. Mm-hmm. I want my pastor to visit me. Yeah. Yes, I will be happy if my pastor visits me. Mm-hmm. Yes. One day I did a 
little research in a church I was in and so um, at a point in the service we passed some little sheets around that everybody should answer see because I had read I used technology and research to make your church grow so we passed some sheets your name your phone number where you live then have you ever been visited by a shepherd before yes or no have you ever been visited by a pastor before yes or no would you like to be visited by a pastor hundred percent said yes hundred percent i would like to be visited by a pastor discern or know that there is an unspoken request for you to visit the sheep amen amen but would you not like for christ to visit you in your dream Ezekiel 34, 4 and 5 said, The diseased have you not strengthened? People want to be strengthened. Hallelujah. Number three. Are you there? Ten rules for visitation. The third rule. Every pastor or shepherd must practice both routine and special circumstance visits. What are the difference? Routine visits mean that visitation must be part of your work. For example, every Wednesday and Thursday, between 3 o'clock and 7 o'clock, I go on visitation. So you draw up a schedule. Today, I'm visiting those in this area. I'm visiting Janiel Sims. Then I'm visiting Manel Dinya. Then I'm visiting Raquel O'Daniel. Then I'm visiting Francis Naughty. Then I'm visiting Christelle Bryce. By that time, it will be evening and getting a bit late. So I'll end for today. Then tomorrow, from 4 to 7, I'll visit Bryce Gio. I'll visit Stephen Boachi Yadon. I'll visit Jennifer Israel. I'll visit Les Charisma Mains. And then I'll visit Kwame Kumi Ewuku. And if it is not too late by then, I'll also visit Janiel Sims. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Routine. Because, you see, like I said at the beginning, visitation is, a, is an intrinsic, basic, necessary, required, foundational duty of a pastor. It is like being a teller in a bank. It is routine that you count money. You don't count money because you love money or you want to count money. You count money because that is your job. In the same way, a pastor must visit because that is his job. Yes. It is, it is not about whether he likes visitation or he enjoys visitation. No, he must visit because he must visit. That's all. It's a commandment, it's a duty, or get out of the kitchen. Yeah, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. You don't like visitation, stop the pastoral work. God is visiting, why won't you visit? Who do you think you are? You should visit. Are you bigger than God? Are you more anointed than God? Like the pastor who, who said his, his spiritual father told him, Never visit your sheep. Ah. <laughs> Routine. Then, you must also practice special circumstance visits. Something has happened to the sheep. The sheep is sick in the hospital. The sheep is sick at home. Or the sheep is going through a crisis. The sheep has filled an important exam for their life. Maybe an exam that would qualify them for medical school. Or an exam that would have given them some international job. And they fail the aptitude test. You see, it will bring a wolf of depression and a wolf of discouragement. You see, or maybe the sheep is getting married. Or the sheep has gotten married is going through a marital crisis. See, these are special circumstance visits. 
And those ones, you see, I tell you all that she has lost a parent or a spouse or a child. Some like that, like there is a crisis in the life of the sheep. It is a chance to practice visitation. And you must rise up. You see, Bishop Dad taught us in, um, as he was training us to be pastor, that when there's a crisis in your sheep's life, it is a pastor's opportunity to demonstrate his life, his love for the sheep. It's true. You know, when my father died um, and we buried him, he died a few months ago. We buried him on the 27th of January. And um, at the church, several bishops came. Very encouraging. But you know, what struck me was that at the graveside, at the graveside, mm. Bishop Saki was there, Auntie Mami, our bishop's wife was standing at the graveside. You know, I even thought she would come and then at the point she would leave. But she was there for almost an hour wow. because Bishop Dag himself had gone for, a, for an already scheduled crusade. Mm. And he told me that if I was in Accra, I would have been there. And I know he would have been there. Yeah. But as he couldn't come, his wife stood with us until everything was completed. They began to submit. I, I mean, I can never forget it. Mm. She was standing there. She prayed with us at the graveside. Wow. She was there as the coffin was being put in. You see, it is a special second. How many times will my one father die? Oh. <laughs> How many times will my father die? You see, that situation is your opportunity. opportunity. That all the years of saying, I love you, I'm so happy to see you. you have, look, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. Mm-hmm. But as I saw her at the graveside for almost an hour, standing dead, and it was like she was the officiating minister. She just stood there with us. Mm. She just stood there with us. So my father's casket was put in the ground. They covered it. Everything. Wow. Mm. What a Those are special circumstance visits. Okay. Number four. Special circumstances in a church member's life is a call for agents. Urgent, Urgent. immediate Immediate. pastoral action. Like Paul said, immediately we assuredly gathered that the Lord had sent us to Macedonia. You see, when your listen, (laughs) when your your sheep, your sheep's spouse, your sheep's father, your sheep's like a close person dies to your sheep. eh? There's a difference between you visiting the person in 30 minutes after hearing, three hours after hearing, one day after hearing, three days after hearing. (laughs) How quickly you react means something to the sheep. I'll say it again. How quickly you react to situations, it means something. It's a communication of the person's importance to you. Because if the person is important enough, you will stop everything you are doing. Yeah. Depending on the person's importance to you. You know, when my father died, I was in the hospital and as soon as he was pronounced, the first person I called was my pastor. I called Bishop Dad. I said, my father just passed away. You see, it would be different if I told him the day after. It would mean something. It would be different if I told you one hour after. You see, how urgently you respond to your sheep 
will mean something to it will send an unspoken message that's right <laughs> to them first so much of the 17 verse 34 i remember when i was in india and one day i came to ghana and the father of one of our church members died so i called the pastors who were in india as i was in ghana i heard about it immediately the person died i was called in ghana so i prayed with them stabilized them but then i called the pastors in india said please have you heard that this person's father is dead go to the house now go to the house now can you believe that they went about eight or nine hours later in the same city just maybe 30 oh no about 20 minutes drive they went that day but in the evening they left the church the whole family left the church yes and and i could understand why they would leave the church because you see they knew the pastors knew yes they knew the pastors knew so it's that if we are important enough do you come in the night And David said unto Saul, Pastor Emmanuel Ben, God bless you for watching. God bless you. Reverend Emmanuel Ben, God bless you for watching. David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept thy father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear. Listen, can you imagine if after the lion took the bear, David said, I'll chase him tomorrow. (laughs) I'll chase him in an hour's time you, you would have lost your sheep the immediacy with which you react is what will preserve your sheep and keep your sheep wow. he said and I went out after him but I'm asking you imagine if David said oh I'm eating now let me finish my food then I'll chase the lion that's that's how some of us pastors behave at our convenience that we look after that we look for the sheep <laughs> Let me tell you something that Bishop taught us long ago. He said, Look, the sheep are not blind. The sheep are not blind. They are watching you. Are watching. Hmm. Okay. Number five, every pastor must practice surprise and expected visits. I think we've done that. Wow, it's past 11. We are closing. Number six, surprise visits reveal the real circumstances of your church members' lives. Number eight, expected visits give the member the chance to show you we've discussed all these already. Pastors must protect themselves by visiting in pairs. Hey! Charlie! This one is a very important point though. (laughs) Very important point because Charlie, one day, I went on visitation okay. alone. I didn't visit in Paris. I went alone okay. to the female hall in the university. Hallelujah. So, when I entered, you know, in the university, when you go, there's a tradition. So, you knock on the door. Then, the, the, the women in will shout, male or female? Okay. Then, if you say male, they'll shout, wait! You hear, like, a choir. Wait! Yeah. So that they can dress up. 
then after a point they'll say come in then you go inside they're, they're all dressed up sitting down like okay. m- 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 like adults m- m- mm. but if it's a female it's a female then they'll say come in okay. so one day i went on visitation and what it is is when you open the front door there's the room then there's the balcony okay. it's straight so when the two doors are open you can see it's through so I went and I shouted, male also, when I know, shout the male or female, then I shouted, male. Ah. Then they said, come in. No, they said, wait. So I waited. They said, come in. Okay. When I opened the door, do you know what I saw? No, After you had said, come in to a male, I saw four girls on the balcony. Everybody was wearing a towel. From here, only to below their bum. Goodness, and they were standing on the wall like this, overlooking the balcony. Hey! <laughs> Including my sheep, oh, my sheep who knew my voice and was part of those who said coming was part of those wearing that towel over their midriff. What? But when I entered as a man of God. As a man of God, I did my face like a demon. All the demons there ran away. I did my face like the beast with the eyes all around it. So I said hello to them and I told my sheep, dress up properly and meet me outside. Hey! But if you are a weaker vessel, you just go and join them on the balcony. Hey! By the time you see your sheep have visited you, that's why you should visit in pairs. It will save you and you'll be blessed in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time of teaching. I pray for every pastor that you strengthen us. Let this seed go deep into our hearts. I pray for a spirit of visitation of pastors to visit the earth in the name of Jesus. Let your glory cover us. Yes, let the seed of your word come around. Let yes. it sink deep into us. Yes. I pray for every church represented by every pastor. Yes, Make our churches grow through visitation. Yes, Make our churches grow yes, through visitation. Yes, let the spirit of Jesus that visits, that produces established members yes, and permanent members, the visit that produces apostles yes, and prophets and miracle workers yes, and healers, yes, let that same anointing come upon everyone yes, who is watching. Let those who are pastors be more anointed. Yes. Let those who are becoming pastors be more anointed. Yes. Let there be an increase of the anointing yes. on everyone who is watching yes, in the Lord. name of Jesus. Yes. Let the love for our sheep fill oh, yes. our hearts in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And let your grace that causes people to be established come upon us also. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. God bless you for watching. Oh. See you tomorrow. Wow. Bye-bye.